0: Thank <laughs> you. Welcome to another edition of the Bruins Beat here on CLNS Media. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy. And uh, quite the, uh, I don't know, a lot of people calling this weekend a dud. Uh, I don't see it that way uh, for the Bruins we're talking about. And that was the NHL draft weekend down in Dallas. Uh, the Bruins made six picks. Uh, they didn't have a first-round pick. Uh, but they made six picks. We'll get into their picks later. Um, but obviously what has become... The biggest topic at these drafts are the trade rumors and the trades that take place and looking ahead to free agency and who's in on who and uh, we're going to talk about that and we will welcome on now. We're very excited to to his podcast debut here on the CLNS Media Network and that's our Bruin CLNS intern, Evan Maranowski. Evan, how you doing, buddy?
1: I'm great, Murph. How about you? I'm good, my man. So, uh, is so this excited. your
0: first forte into podcasting, or
1: what? Um, I've had some, I've had some podcasts in the past. Uh, Never a Bruins one. Always Red Sox podcasts. Just you know, get invited on that whole sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I, but I've I've done podcasts before. Uh, I love them. I listen to them all the time. Uh, I, I actually intern on another radio show, Kirk and Callahan on WEI. So I'll give a little plug there for radio. Um, but no, I love podcasting. Podcasting's the best. Okay,
0: that's great. Well, you know what? I mean, uh, I think yeah, it's that's the way everything's going right now. I've got tons of radio experience, but it seems everything's kind of
1: leaning towards the podcast. But
0: we could do a whole podcast on that. Let's talk some. <laughs> that is
1: a big topic we could talk about.
0: Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk some rumors here. And you know, Evan, you've been uh, you and I have been alternating every day doing our new uh, column, uh, kind of a trade rumor, free agent rumor update, and anything you know connected to the Bruins that we hear out there, or we see that has been written or said on the, on the radio or on a podcast. And, uh, there was a lot buzzing around as we headed into the draft, a lot at the draft and plenty more, uh, coming now for the Boston Bruins right now is, you know, I'm told despite the fact that they lost out on getting, uh, you know, as I compared it, it was Don Sweeney was basically the old man in the sea. And, uh, Noah Hannafin was his Santiago, but, uh, you know, he's not get that. <laughs> He's not. uh, Santiago was Don Sweeney, I should say, and Noah Hannafin was the the Marlin, and it it doesn't look like uh, Sweeney is ever going to get that Marlin. Uh, Noah Hannafin got dealt to the Calgary Flames uh, along with Elias Lindholm in a deal that you know everybody's looking at and saying, "Well, the Carolina Hurricanes got Dougie Hamilton. They won the deal." No, no, no. Nobody wants Dougie Hamilton. That's what the Carolina Hurricanes apparently failed to do some research on. This kid's now been traded twice in three years and everywhere he goes it's been mentioned that he had an attitude problem that he was an he was an issue in the dressing room uh there's stories out of calgary that at the end of this season he didn't show up for the coaching uh and gm exit meetings that you're supposed to go and meet with the players you go over your season what you can improve in the offseason blah 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 he didn't show up with it and that was the final straw there uh they were trying to trade him at the deadline and they finally succeeded at the draft The Flames send Dougie Hamilton, uh, along with Furlan and Adam Fox, who's a great prospect out of Harvard. But I still think Lindholm and Noah Hannafin going to Calgary. Calgary wins this deal. And I know for a fact that the Bruins, they're going to say now that they weren't really in it. Well, they're full of it. I mean, of course, they're going to say that now because they lost out on them. But they were in on them. And they tried hard for the last three years to get Noah Hannafin. So... You know, they then lost out on Ilya Kovalchuk, who signed with the Kings for three years, $18.75 million. I was told, as were many across the NHL, that the deal breaker was the Kings were willing to go three years and no one else, including the Bruins, would not. The Bruins offered two, but they were not going beyond three years. So I guess just your take, we'll start with the negative and then we'll get into the positive because I've got some breaking news I wrote about on Sunday afternoon. But Evan, I mean, Is it the end of the world that Sweeney didn't get this guy that he's wanted for so long in Hannafin?
1: No, it's not. And it's not the end of the world, basically, because as you've reported, they also have the cleft bomb option open. Um, So they have that. I like Hannafin a lot more than cleft bomb. I think most everyone thinks Hannafin's a lot better than cleft bomb. But, you know, going off of what happened this weekend, look, I would compare this weekend to if you're a guy at a bar and you're all these girls you have your eyes on and they all get taken by other guys. And you... and that's sort of the story with, with the Bruins had. You know, you had Hannafin, you had, you had Kovalchuk, and you had a first-round pick. All things that the Bruins wanted. And they were at the bar. They were looking at them, They were kind of eyeing them, saying, ooh, I kind of want that. And then other guys came in and swooped in. And that was, you know, of course, the, the Flames making the deal with the Hurricanes, the Kings getting Kovalchuk, and nothing happening with them moving into the first round. So, I mean, I think this weekend was a dud. I, I do. I mean, just from covering it and watching what? the draft. It was tough. I mean... It was a
0: dud in terms of results, right? Correct. In terms of what well, they came were, away with, right? Like, they wanted not, to go down here and come away with a Kovalchuk trucker if and they didn't. But, you know, as I've told you, Evan, I mean, these drafts are basically where trade talks that didn't come to fruition at the deadline are reignited, and then new trade talks are, are sort of laid the foundation for, like the foundation for a new trade conversation between, between Sweeney and whomever, uh could be laid down, you know, and then, you know, followed through in the next week or two. And we've got free agency coming up. We've seen big blockbusters right after the draft. You think of P.K. Subban for Shea Weber a couple years back. Oh, yeah. So, I'm with you. I think in terms of what he was targeting, yeah, it was a dud. But at the same time, I don't think it was a a full-out dud. I like the fact he's just active right now. And that's what I like, Evan. That he's a lot of fucking balls, and you know, a lot of irons in the fire right now.
1: What I love to see was that Sweeney was pissed after the first night that he didn't get a uh, first round pick. Yeah. I wrote about this uh, Saturday morning, yesterday, Saturday morning, and I basically said, and Sweeney basically reiterated, was like, look, I mean, that sucks not having a first round pick. And it was his first goal of it of not having a first round pick. And, you know, I think for him, it was a bummer. I, look, I think in the future, You know, if there's ever a prospect problem that the Bruins have, I don't think they're going to look back at this draft and go, oh, you know, man, if only they had a 2018 first round pick, unless of course more than 10 become all-stars, more than 10 picks in the first round become all-stars. Um but i still think not having a first round pick is really key i think from the standpoint of the guys that i like the guys they picked up i do i think they're really good i think there's you know again um, you know their their third overall their third round pick jacob lauco was a huge steal and everyone sort of said that but i think when it comes to the expectations that everyone had of, like, oh, you know, Noah Hannafin could be coming to Boston at the draft. And, you know, Ilya Kovalchuk could be coming to the Bruins. And that whole aspect of it was just a big swing and a miss. And I think that that aspect is really tough to swallow for them because it's like, well, we went to the draft like, with all these expectations. And not only, like, if Hannafin hadn't been dealt, we'd be sitting here going, well, the Bruins probably made a lot of progress on, you know, getting Noah Hannafin this weekend, if anything. In reality, they totally lost out on him. So I think that in that, in that regard, it was a tough weekend, uh, but when it comes to what they got in the draft, I, I thought they were they were good players. I didn't think they were that bad.
0: Yeah, no, I think they got some great players there. And like you said, Lauko is looked upon as maybe a steal getting him in the third round. But like I said, the foundation for other things were laid down there. And look, I've had sources telling me, you know, as early as last Wednesday or Tuesday. That the Bruins could be players in the John Tavares sweepstakes. And of course, at that point, we weren't sure. Off ward kept alive. Letty, a shot. all oh, directed on goal. Score!
1: Tavares!
0: Whether or not he was going to test the free agent market, he is now told and is now in the process of doing the free agent interview period uh, with five teams. And I had a source again tell me Sunday morning that the Bruins are going to be one of those teams and then Elliot Friedman on his Thirty One Thoughts podcast said the same thing that he thinks they're in there too. So uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. And and I'm telling you right now, the Bruins are players for John Tavares. And as crazy as it might sound, and as much cap space as they may have to clear in order to make that happen, you got to be psyched that that Don Swinney's going to the table with this guy. I mean, oh yeah, if you're a Bruins fan, you got to love this. And this is what I mean. This is why I can't really be mad. And look. Truth be told, I didn't want to touch Ilya Kovalchuk with a 10-foot pole. I think he would have happened. He would have come here and he would have scored a lot of goals. But at the same time, man, for three years, have fun, LA. That guy is going to – he'll have oh, one good year, and then he'll pull his typical I'm-not-interested, disinterested stuff and be the permit donna that he is. You can't change the stripes on a zebra, as they always say. And look, you know, this guy hasn't been in the NHL for five years. You can have him. At three years, $18.75 million. And as far as Hannafin goes, it is what it is. I mean, I think that the Bruins probably would have had to give up a Jake Dabrowski, and I understand why they didn't do that. But I am psyched like to hear that they're in on John Tavares, because can you just imagine the one-two tandem for at least the next three years of Patrice Bergeron and John Tavares?
1: That would be amazing. Imagine that. And you know what's even better about that? David Krejci would most likely be traded. That has to happen. I mean, and 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 here's the thing, and this has been reported in the past couple of weeks. You know, if you've reported it, a lot of people have as well. It's been said a lot. Um, the, you know, the the fact that the Bruins are shopping Bacchus and they've taken calls on Krejci. And I mean, I think if 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 the Bruins brought on Tavares, I think you'd have to to give away Bacchus. I think you you just have to. He takes up too much cap space. Sweeney wants to give him away anyways, and, and all that. Also, you don't want David Krejci on your third line. He's making too much for a third-line center. Um, that would, pre- If if the Bruins did get Tavares, that would pretty much mean Krejci's gone. Uh, right? Am I right?
0: I mean, yeah. There's no way you can fit all that under the cap. It's not, you know. Yeah. That's, they're so going to th- have to figure out a way to move him, and then you, you figure there's another move coming, too. Obviously, they want to get back as off that cap as well. But, I mean, just the fact that they're, they're thinking like this. And, and look – Here's the one thing I – the only thing that really I came away a little scared about from the draft was how just prior to draft when they arrived there, how vocal Cam Neely was about – he basically took a 180 from what he said after the season when he said, we need some size on the left side of the D there. And now all of a sudden he's like, no, we're fine. I'm I'm comfortable with – complete opposite of what he said there, which – that should have been an indicator to us that they were out on Hannafin. I, I, you know, we should all saw that. But my my worry here is he's talking about now getting size on the wing, all right. And that's fine. I'm not disagreeing that they need it. But I really hope that he's going to let Sweeney do his job. I right? that's the one thing I worry about here. Let's if Sweeney can get in on Tavares, if Sweeney can get in on John Carlson, who I'm told they like to get in on, even though he's a right D. But still, how can you pass up a chance of getting a guy like that in his prime? let Sweeney do his job right now. And I, I think Neely's doing that. I think he's learned to sort of step back and allow that. But did that, I don't know. His comments seemed a bit weird to me, Evan, when he, you know, he all of a sudden switched and said the focus is at the getting a big winger.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, as you said, he looked at the Hannafin situation and said, I don't want to give up as much as they're, as they're asking. And Joe Haggerty mentioned this on uh, Bruins Beat a few weeks ago in saying that, um, the Hurricanes, if, they, if you were to, to get Hannafin, the Hurricanes would want one of Donato, DeBrusque, he- Heinen, or Bjork. Now, if I was the GM and I heard that, I would say, well, here's Danton Heinen. You can have him. No Hannafin. And he did. I'd do that yesterday. The thing is, I think the Hurricanes probably asked, as you said earlier, for DeBrusque or for yeah. Donato, who are the two that I would consider untouchable. And the Bruins said, screw that. that you know, that's not happening. We, you know, it's not yeah. that pivotal to us that this happens. And we need DeBrusque and Donato. Um we should have probably seen it coming. When it comes to size on the wing, obviously, you know, you look at Rick Nash. Um, I read an article yesterday morning about Rick Nash possibly mulling retirement. Wow. And that aspect of it sort of makes me worry because it's like, okay. Is he is his heart hard, still in the game? Y- yeah, I mean, when when you're when a player's mulling retirement like that, the Bruins better not sign him long term. The Bruins better not be saying here's a three or four year contract. Because if he's mulling retirement now, think of two or three years down the road. So mm-hmm. I think Rick Nash coming out and saying that and, and, and Sweeney saying that kind of makes it like it devalues him, which is smart, I guess, because you can say, well, you're mulling retirement. We're not going <laughs> to assign you to this huge deal. I mean, what do you think about that, Murph? Possibly Rick Nash mulling retirement. Uh, I mean, it
0: doesn't surprise me. I, I think he's suffered a lot of concussions. I think his body's pretty beat up. Um, one thing I'd keep in mind, I've said this before, is watch out for San Jose when it comes to Rick Nash. I think that one thing they'd love to do is maybe sign him to, you know, persuade, I don't know how much persuasion he needs, but it was almost assure that Joe Thornton comes back. He's another unrestricted free agent. And Thornton and Rick Nash are really good friends dating back to the 2004-05 lockout when they played together in Davos. They were roommates. They've since stayed really tight friends. So... I think that's something that, you know, there's other suitors out there for Rick Nash. I don't think Nash is going to be able to get the money he maybe thought he would be. And so I think that's a good thing for the Bruins. But, you know, well, Sweeney says, oh, we're switching our focus back to him, if I'm looking for scoring up front, I'd rather put my focus on a guy like Jeff Skinner, who is still, you know, he's still out there at yeah, Carolina. He's younger, right? You can mm-hmm. lock him up longer. And I, I just think you're going to get more bang for your buck if you – if you look into a younger player like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jeff Skinner is a tremendous talent. And I, I'm not 100% sure of how much he has left on his contract. Um, but obviously, Carolina's in full sell mode. I think they totally lost that trade yesterday with Calgary. Um, right now, they're, making, they're, they're going full Montreal on us, and they're making some bad decisions. I think that if, we can kind of, if the Bruins can capitalize on that, and, you know, try to give away a less value for Skinner than they typically would have. I think, it, I, I think. first of all, I think Skinner would work perfectly on that second line, whether he's next to Krejci or John Tavares on the right side. I think that'd be <laughs> unbelievable, and he, I, right? And even better, I think he'd be a great um, mentor for Jake DeBrusque. I think he'd yeah. be a great guy for DeBrusque to look up to. Same position, same type of player. Gritty, good shot, fast, the whole nine yards, all that stuff. I think that... You know, Skinner embodies that. Skinner's a more polished Jake DeBrusk, which would, I think would work great to have on uh, Krejci or Tavares' right side. Um, well, I'll tell
0: you what, by the way, Skinner is a 26-year-old uh, left shooting forward and he will be an unrestricted free agent next summer. So if you're going to get him, you most likely want to lock him up. So oh, yeah. we'll see how that affects any talks for him, but he's definitely out there to be had. There's going to be a lot of movement there. The John Carlson thing thing, Evan, I think is really interesting because they've repeatedly said if they are going to improve the D, it's going to be on the left side. Well, he's a right shot D man. Knocks down Eakin, across cross down for a drive, score! It is Carlson! Can you imagine having your top two right D be John Carlson and Charlie McIlroy?
1: Amazing. It'd be unbelievable. Right. And, and the best part is, Carlson is from Natick. He's from well, yeah, but he grew oh. up in Jersey. Yeah, it was still. He spent I, the
0: majority of his year. but yeah, he's got some he's got some Boston roots, which is cool. But I, I I just think that would be something. Yeah, I mean, you can't not look into this, and that's why you know people are saying they're crazy. You don't know what you're talking. I'm like, why am I crazy? I'm telling you what I'm being heard right now. They legitimately are looking into everything, and and they really like Tavares. They really think they have a chance of getting him. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that, but. Um, you know there's some other guys out there, you mentioned too that the, the cleft bomb talks kind of sparked up again. Um more and more it just seems like Tory Krug is on his way out, though, eh?
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, even from from what you're reporting, from what a lot of people are saying, I think what really got the Tory Krug rumors accelerated was the Matt Grislyk resigning. Because you, uh-huh. you you know, now granted, Matt Grislyk is not Tory Krug. I am not saying Matt Grislyk is even close to Tory Krug. However, he has a lot of potential and has the potential to be a a as mobile a defenseman as tory krug is maybe not as offensive but as mobile um, you know you're gonna get the offense from char- guys like charlie mcavoy um, and so i think they see the potential in grizzly and they, i think they realize hey, we don't have to spend five million a year on tory krug who's pretty much uh a, a glorified forward a fourth forward out there you know we don't have to do that you know he's a third pairing defenseman not great in his own end, incredible um, as a power play quarterback. But, you know, I think they realize, hey, we don't have to pay this for that. I think we can sort of go with a guy like Grizzlick or a guy like McAvoy. Um, so, as you've said, it does seem like Krug's on his way out.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. You look around, I mean, I don't know if you've had a chance to peruse the list, but, you know, if you look around right now at the free agent list and, and what else is out there, I know the Bruins are kind of gun-shy when it comes to free agency. So unless it's a big guy like, you know, the likes of John Tavares or John Carlson, I don't think they're likely going to go too deep into it, but there's some guys out there, you know, that could, that could help them. I mean, what about a James Neal? I don't think he's going to be able to come in that much. Now he's getting up there, you know, he's, in the, well, he's still in his prime. He's age 30, but I mean, yeah. I don't know. Can he, can he go out now and, and command six or seven mil on the market? I don't think so.
1: And, no, and he can't. Another
0: guy I reported that they're interested in, and I think he'd be great here, uh, is Jan- James Van Riemsdyk.
1: Exactly. Hey, I just about to he say He him. might
0: be able to really – he did have 36 goals last year, so he might be able to really pump up his salary this year. It'll be interesting to see what he gets. But, I mean, that, that's a guy that could fit.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think what – the Bruins are either going hit to it, hit it with Rick Nash or they're gonna go for a lower tier free agent. A guy I mean yeah. I could see them I could see them going at like a Michael Grabner again. Um I could see them, you know, I'd love I would love to see James Neal on that right side. Uh James Van Reeves, like, but as you said, you know, he's gonna command a little bit more money. Um but I, I think overall the Bruins better have a guy on the right side of Craigie. Because if you look at just Debros, Craigie, and you know, if they put a prospect there or somebody else, it, you cr- David Krejci needs a re- really reliable guy on his right side. You know, we look at the as reliable, but he's only been there for a year. So I think that Krejci needs a proven guy on his right side or else, you know, I I'm not hundred percent confident in that line. And I think that that is one of, I mean, that's the, probably the biggest need the Bruins have right now is a guy on that right side. And, you know, the, the Bruins are going to have to shake their old woes with free agents. They're going to have to go out and, and make a big signing, I think, on that right side. They haven't made a big you know, big free agent signing you know, that, that I can remember. A really yeah. big one in a while. Yeah, uh, I think this year needs to be that year for them. They need yeah. to go out and make a big splash uh, for Krejci.
0: Well, we'll see what happens if they can move Krejci. I'll, I'll give you two before we let everyone go here. Two other names to keep an eye on. On D, he's a left shot D. He's only 27. He's not going to get you a ton of points, but he's going to bring that that size and that that physicality that you want. It's Calvin DeHaan, who's uh, uh, going to be an unrestricted free agent. It looks like the Islanders aren't bringing him back. He's a guy I'd keep an eye on. Um, and then one more defenseman, too, when we're looking at it, would be, you know, maybe a uh, Toby Enstrom, who's uh, he's kind of like had some down years, but he's finally leaving Winnipeg. He's out there, so... No, maybe he's a guy that can come in and provide some uh, some offense there from the left side as well. He's a little bigger uh, than Krug, so going to be interesting to see what happens, Evan. But we want to thank you for making uh, taking your maiden voyage here on the uh, the Bruins beat.
1: Oh, it's amazing! I, I'm just so enthralled, <laughs> and I, I I have I've lost my Bruins beat virginity. This is amazing.
0: <laughs> hey, here he is! Here he is! Oh, you <laughs> rookie, Jerry! <your> <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that. He, he popped his Bruins cherry here on the oh Bruins God. beat on CLNS Media. I'm Jimmy Murphy. He's Evan Marinovsky. We'll be doing a, some spot broadcast throughout the week as we lead into free agency, and then we'll have you covered as free agency begins on July 1st. So always tune back here and check out our Bruins coverage over on CLNSmedia.com. We'll talk to you next week.
1: still be torn and tattered But in my heart I'd be a king